Welcome to the sermon podcast of Christ Church Medicine, the community coming home to Jesus and His Church. For more information about us, visit ChristChurchMedicine.com. Originally, I had asked our dear brother, Father Louis, to bring us a word uh, this morning, but he couldn't be with us. Uh, but our heart is with him. And so, for the blessing, blessing to be here. Uh, so, I don't know if I'll, pre- I'll preach a full sermon. Uh, it might be just more of a homily, but usually when preachers say that, they end up preaching a sermon. So, if I do, whatever. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, uh, Lord, we pray that you would take all the things that we have learned this weekend, um, all our times with one another, and all, t- all our times with you, thinking about death, um, vision for death as a church, uh, those deep wells we meditated on and entered into last night. Lord, would you take all those and make them deeper even now as we go home. Um, Pray that we would make this weekend's meditations on your scriptures and uh, fellowshipping in your spirit. We would would take something home with us, Lord. Would you give that to us during this service? In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Um, last night was a picture of deep wells and this of deep living waters. Oh, very nice. And uh, this morning we're going to meditate all about deep roots. And the central thing uh, that I want us to think about is deep roots for stability in an unstable world. And if you'll allow me to just categorically mix metaphors, I want to take Jesus's teaching of a rock and roots and kind of combine those two because I think they're very similar. So can I do that? Thank you. They're both deep things that are in the ground that help you be stable, right? So I'm going to, we're going to bind those passages. Um, So all of these passages point out to us that the world is crazy, that it's always going to be crazy and that it is unstable. Uh, It's a promise that that is the case. And the images we get for instability are droughts and storms. So I actually want a couple readers. Can I have somebody read Jeremiah 17, verses 7 to 8 again? Len? Sure. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. He's like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when he comes, for its leaves remain green. It is not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. Thanks. Fear when the heat comes, and anxious in the year of drought. Uh, so this is a picture of no rain. Um, it's a picture of harsh conditions that are parched. You notice even in the in verse six, it talks about dwelling in parched places of the wilderness and an uninhabited salt land. And uh, I think it's a picture, really, that we can meditate on in terms of spiritual dryness. So think of, like, life doldrums. There's no wind, and you're just aching. So sometimes life is exciting. Sometimes even when life is hard, it's really dynamic, and there's enough happening to kind of break you open, and you feel things really strongly. Uh, I love this one song, songwriter I like, wrote the opening line is, why don't the mountains make me cry anymore? Uh, He's just like they used to and they don't anymore like the Rockies mean nothing to me now Mm -hmm. um so some of you have experienced I had a I had a kind of a long season in my late 20s that were just dry like it was fine I went to work I came home 
my relationships were pretty decent, but I felt like this thing kept, kept on coming back to me. Like I am running off of residual spirituality. I'm literally like functioning off of good things and times I had with the Lord like four years ago. And I couldn't fix it. It was a drought. Some of you might be in this stage now. Uh, nothing is like going insane, but you just feel like I'm numb. Uh, that beautiful time we had, the Jensen's let us in last night. You're thinking like, man, that's really hard for me to enter into this. My, even my senses are like hard for me to access. That's one image of instability. You don't fear when that's coming. It's saying a drought is coming. Heat will happen. The next one is storms. Can somebody read from our gospel reading uh, verses 24 to 27, Max? Everyone who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house. But it, it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. So storms are the opposite of droughts, um, and we see this a lot in the scriptures. Storms are when everything, it's not numb, everything is just going wrong. Uh, You see those two deeps calling to deep there? The rains come down, the floods come up. Your roof is leaking, and your basement is flooding at the same time. Uh, And I actually experienced that in our great you know, 100 years flood, whenever that was in Madison, what was that, a year and a half ago? My ceiling started changing color because water was leaking through and my basement was flooding at the same time. And that is the expression a lot of people give in the Old Testament like we talked about. And this is when you had a plan for how things were going, um, your life was kind of in order, and then everything completely goes sideways. Um, I was actually laughing. Marissa and I, this is where our clergy retreats are held. And when we had just moved to Madison... It was, a, it was a storm. Uh, this didn't exist yet, so we didn't have really a, this strong of a community as we do now. And things were going insane. I can't even get into it all. But our door broke right when we left, and so we couldn't close our door. And I was trying to fix our door because people were coming in to fix our house because we haven't been able to live in our house yet because all this stuff had gone wrong. We were sleeping on the Olsen's floor. Um, And we didn't have a bathroom, so I hadn't taken a shower in like five days. Long story short, trying to fix my door, I stabbed my hand with a knife, like really bad, and like didn't go to the doctor because I was so mad. I was like, I just want to get to the clergy retreat. (laughs) And then we got here, and we hadn't had a shower in like forever. And I remember finally after all the sessions and everything, and I was like a grumpy retreater, like in the back, like, you know. (laughs) Went back to my room to finally take a shower, and my shower was broken. And I I remember like utterly collapsing. And those things are the hilarious parts of it, but underneath those hilarious parts are deep, deep uh, relational spiritual storms that I was already dealing with, which made the shower and the stabbed hand all the worse. Uh, some of you might be in a storm. Everything does not go as you thought it was expected. It all comes unhinged. So before we move on, in order to understand how beautiful roots are and a rock, you have to understand the promise from the scriptures, I think it's fair to say that life is unstable. 
That's a firm Jesus word. Notice in his two situations, he doesn't say, now some of you could experience a storm. And in that situation, it would be good to build your house on the rock. (laughs) No, he says for both, this is coming. Psalm 1, Jeremiah 17, all those are about droughts and heat and wind that will blow you away. To be a human in this world, which Jesus knew very well because he entered into it, is to live life in the middle of instability. Um, I heard a story about Corey Ten Boom that I just loved this past week. Uh, do you guys know who Corey Ten Boom is? She uh, was an amazing Christian woman uh, in the Third Reich who saved a lot of Jews and was uh, suffered profoundly and was just an amazing woman. But in the middle of all their persecution, she said this amazing thing where she didn't say, um, why did this happen to us? Or I can't believe this is happening right now to the people of God or the church or the Jewish community or whatever. She said, oh my gosh, we failed. Uh, Persecution was always going to happen. It was right in front of us in the Bible and we didn't prepare for it and we didn't prepare people for it. That was her regret. Not that it had happened, but oh my gosh, we spent all these years and we never noticed all the sayings that Jesus said and now we don't know what to do because we didn't hear his words. We are not built on a rock that we should have been. I found that to be amazing. So think about this for you personally. The way that you're planning on your year going is probably not going to go that way. Amen. Amen. The way that you're planning your job going, your family life, your church life, oh my gosh, let's include Christ Church Madison in this, is probably going to go sideways at some point. Amen. Um, your dreams of like deep, amazing personal wholeness and spiritual vitality might not happen as easily as you think, right? It's going to be unstable. And just because we're on a church retreat, I do want to lean into that with our church. Our church, uh, is so wonderful, but there'll, there'll come a time that it's unstable and something is really hard if it already hasn't happened for you. So we want to listen to Corey Ten Boom, who listened to the scriptures, and we want to prepare for it. Amen? The option is not to just hope, well, hopefully we won't have a storm. Yes, we will. Yes, you will. Yes, I will. The option then is for us to look at that truth and realize this is going to happen. But then we get to hear the good news. Okay, so here's the, here's the gospel. God is here, listen to Jesus and the prophets, to grow you deep roots and deep foundations, like Jesus talks about with the rock, for the purpose of staying power, for the purpose of stability in the middle of an instable, insane, crazy world. Those do a couple things. First, they give you nourishment, like the deep well. That's why I love that picture of a well last night. It is kind of a desert, right? Or it can be at least. And the well is in the middle of it. Um, But it's continued nourishment in the midst of drought. Meaning that even when the heat is coming, you still have a way to meet Jesus. You still have a way to be nourished by the word of God. Jeremiah 17, 7, 8. Can somebody just read it one more time now that we've thought about this? A different person. I've got it. Go for it. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water, 
that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes, for its leaves remain green and is not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. Can somebody read Psalm 1, verse 3? He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. There is a way to develop roots and be planted in such a way, just like Psalm 92 we read in our first night, that you can withstand the drought. And I love how it says in Jeremiah, you don't even fear it. Isn't that cool? You're not anxious. Doesn't, it doesn't take you by surprise. It also means stability in the midst of a storm. It means when everybody's, everything's going sideways and your shower breaks and you stab yourself and everything's going wrong in your life, you're okay. You have staying power. Somebody read Matthew 24 and 25 again. Verse 24 and 25. Different person. I got it. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat on that house. But it did not fall, because it had been founded on the rock. Yeah. Roof is leaking. Basement's flooding. Doesn't go away. You're okay. Here's the cool thing. For both of those... Staying power in the middle of a drought when you're still able to be nourished and staying power in the middle of a storm when things are going sideways. The stability comes in all of those images through depth. You guys see that? Deep roots. And the point of a foundation that it stays is it's deep. A rock is, is anchored, right? So we prepare for instability by digging deep. Not by just reacting when it happens, that's important, and then trying to stick your roots in the ground, right? But by, in all times, digging deep roots and foundations and letting yourself sink in. And that leads to the million-dollar question, which we're going to meditate on for the rest of this out of these texts. How does one do that? How do you not just react when a drought comes or a storm comes and then try to pivot to get depth, to try to stay. How do you plan for that and prepare for that? Um, Three simple words that come out of these passages that are on face value, and there are so many ways that this happens, but I think three things that are really clear out of this, hear, obey, and trust. These are not things to do when the drought comes. These are things that we do, we want to practice hearing, obeying, and trusting for the purpose of death that can withstand a storm, that can withstand a drought, and anything that comes. So let's just think about these really quick. It all begins with hearing consistently the word of God. We don't have to read it again, but what does Jesus say in Matthew 24, the first verb he gives? Everyone then who hears these words of mine. Psalm 1 is all about a person's meditation and delight being on the word of God. That's how the Psalter starts. 
um, our great example of this, who's the Psalm 1 man? Come on, Sunday school answer. Jesus is the Psalm 1 man. He was in the desert, right? What was his go-to? What was the arrow he reached for? Scripture. Scripture. Even the devil's quoting scripture in the, de- in the desert, but he goes, and it's close to him. Uh, Jesus heard the word of God. God's word is stable truth in the mix of a cacophony of untruths. God's word is a North Star, which does not change in the midst of things when they go sideways. Um, God's word is a compass. It reminds you of what's true when it's hard to tell what is true or what isn't true. So things will change. You might not get that promotion. Uh, That relationship might not go the way you planned. Something with your family and your parenting and your kids might be looking different than you had thought. So many things can change, but the one thing that can't change in terms of preparing for this stuff is your intake of listening to the word of God, right? That is the one thing that has to be so steady, and that was true for Jesus. Um, And I think in any situation, the only situation I can imagine where, like, that couldn't happen is if, you know, you were thrown into prison in some country and they took away all Bibles and everything. But I imagine, like Elijah, God would figure out a way to get word his word into your life. Uh, I would just trust him for that. So it doesn't change. Hearing is the beginning of everything. Listening to God's word, having a steady diet and an intake of his word is what helps you sink those roots in like Psalm 1 and Jeremiah 17. But second though, Matthew, everyone who then hears these words of mine and does them. Notice the second guy who built his house on the sand, he heard the words of God. So the two test studies are both people who sat in the sermon or read their daily devotionals or whatever. We're doing gospel contemplation. Both people did that. The person who built the house on the rock is the one who did that and then actually obeyed and did something about it. You can't just listen. Obeying is the means by which you lay hold of it. Um, That is so crucial for Jesus. Jesus always ties those together, and that's really, really significant. So both hearing and obeying the word of God helps us dig deep. That means that we want to, in preparation for this year not going the way you think it's going to go, the way we prepare for that in the Lord is by hearing the word of God and doing it. It's like a perfect example is Noah. A storm is coming. A flood's happening. I want you to build an ark. And Noah, bless him, he did it. (laughs) Right? Uh, even when everybody was like, you're insane, he was like, I'm just going to do what God told me to do. And he built it. And that is the great image that we get a lot in the New Testament of Jesus saying, I'm coming back. Hear my word. Obey my word. But there's a third, and that's trust. And this is really interesting. I think what Jeremiah 17 focuses on, I think it's fair to say that in times of drought and storms, trust is the posture of your heart in which you hear and obey. Um. It is putting all your, your energy and your leaning into trusting that God is good and he will have the last word. You can hear and obey like a slave, right? That is possible. You can hear and obey out of fear. If I don't do this, God is going to crush me. Or if I don't do this, things are going to go sideways. Or if I don't do this, all this is going to happen. But that is not a gospel relationship with a loving father. Amen? Amen. 
Um, you can hear and obey from a place of manipulation. I want my year to go this way, and therefore I'm going to hear and obey the word of God so that God will do what I want him to do. And guess what happens then when things go sideways? Your heart rages against the Lord because you said, I did all this. How come this happened? Because I did everything perfectly. How dare my roof leak? You see that in the Bible, and that is bad news. One of the great, great things that comes out of the Old Testament is like we can't manipulate God with what we do. Blessed are they who trust in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. I'm not sure I fully understood the distinction there, but I know it's significant. Maybe you should meditate on that and tell me what you think the difference is. You see that in the beginning of Jeremiah 17. Blessed are they who trust in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. So somehow we're, we're trusting in God, and he also is our trust in a really cool way. So I think trust is preparing for walking through that instability and chaos in complete confidence that the Lord sees you and knows you. He's in control. And even when things are going sideways, he's good. And he loves you and his promises have not changed. They are stable. They are north stars. They're outside of the heat and the storms. And we trust in the Lord. It is the posture in which you hear and obey. You're not trusting in other people. You're not trusting in your job. You're not trusting in the economy. You're not trusting in a political party or a president. You're trusting in the Lord. You're not trusting in your kids, friends, spouses. Your ultimate trust is God. Amen. Amen. I love the insane expression of trust. This has made me laugh so much this year in Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength, our very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way. And the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. It's like the most epic, insane, like apocalyptic scene ever. The mountains are like diving into the ocean. Uh, The earth is giving way. And he's like, we're not going to fear that because the Lord is our refuge and our strength. He's very present in the middle of trouble and droughts and storms. So hear the word of the Lord this morning. The world is unstable. This year will be unstable for all of us. Things are going to come at us. Uh, Things are going to test us. But Jesus has died for you. He has risen again. He's defeated the chaos. He will have the last words. And he wants to develop in you a depth that can withstand that and does not fear or grow anxious when anything happens or goes sideways because you have such a depth in your relationship and love in him. And the challenge is for us to hear him. Let him speak to us for that, to obey him, to lay hold of those words, and to then trust him in a posture that actually believes this is true, that he's good. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.